1: Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction. It is Tuesday, Movie Review Tuesday. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by The Rumble, Joseph Holbert. Joe, how are you today?
2: I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to breaking down the swamp fight today. That's what we're (laughs) doing, right? We're doing Uh, that? Okay, good.
1: This film had elements of the swamp fight. So, yeah, Yeah. we can can talk about that. There's a lot
2: here. (laughs) I'm really excited, Jeremy. We have not spoken about this film off-air uh, we're we're going into this blind, so to speak. I think you tweeted about it a lot, but I have not seen said tweets. Like, okay. So I, we are blind here. So I think this is about to be an all-time show that will end with all-time ratings. Be ready, folks. This is going to be a good one.
1: This might be an all-time week because to preview our Thursday show, we have a double turn. We have your mom watching the swamp fight and giving her review. Um, and and who knows who knows what else? But just those two things alone. I mean, how can you not tune into the Thursday show?
2: Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a distraction. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me, Jeremy, because I know our audience is thinking, man, I'm not that interested in the distraction. They just did Christmas. How can they top <laughs> Christmas? Do they have, like, a New Year's planned in July? Well, folks, it looks like we do, because this week looks way better. And we have Scott Steiner of a Samoa Joe review, yes. by the way. <laughs> we have that. So, blockbuster show, but first... It is the plane of money that is Money Plane. Would you agree? This is big time.
1: It is. Money Plane, that is what we are reviewing today. This was my choice. I was very excited to get into uh, Money Plane. I'd heard nothing but great things from highly respected sources on the Twitter. So here we go. It stars Edge, Kelsey Grammer, some other people who aren't as important as Edge and Kelsey Grammer. And look, this movie is exactly what it promises to be. It is a plane where money is exchanged through through various means and, and you take bets and stuff. Edge is I guess he's a he's a thief, right? He's a thief. Yeah. He's he's got his crew. Uh the opening scene is they're trying to steal some art from a museum. The scene is god awful. Edge, the, the first the first thing. Edge is talking with his uh his guy in the truck, and he's like, oh yeah, go to the left. And Edge goes to the right. Like, yes. what is he doing? <laughs> and the guy's like, no, you left. What other left is there? It's not like the guy is in front of him just saying, oh, it's my left. He's he's walking and he says, go to an edge right here. Right here, this scene. I was like, all right, we're, we're in for a ride, folks. We are in for a ride. If this world-class criminal thief does not know his
2: left from his right. I mean, like, in fear of over-focusing uh, <laughs> on that one bit, I thought it was going to be like a comedy after that. I mean, it is a comedy in a lot of <laughs> yes, ways. Yes, it is. But like, I thought he was going to be like a legitimately bad thief that still stays in the game somehow. But he's not. Like, for the rest of the film, he's awesome at being a thief. Would yeah. you agree? Like, in the on the money plane job. By the way, man, these, every week I say this, the simplicity of the film we review <laughs> is so beautiful. The fact that at the 10-minute mark you can pause the film and be like, I know exactly what's about to happen for the rest of this film. And, yes. like, you're content with that. You can sit back. But one thing, one little detail before we get into the scene in which the money plane is explained, which is a <laughs> all-time scene. The opening credits did run at, like, 15 minutes into this film, right? Yeah. I'm not making this up. No. Like, it felt like it. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I just wanted to make it clear. No, because they did... Um,
1: they did the um they did the scene with the museum and they get away. By the way, we we later find out that the museum was tipped off that this robbery was going to happen and that's why the painting wasn't there anymore and they still let these people just like get away. Like what what is this museum doing? They had security guards with machine guns which is pointed <laughs> out and they still just the, these folks just got away like it was it, like it was nothing they were tipped off joseph how do they not just plan well, for all of
2: this they but edge had plan b right oh that's right that yes yeah, because he has what's the three rules jeremy please can you remember the three rules uh
1: the first one is have a good team um yep. i don't the i don't remember the second one the third one
2: is always have a plan b Oh man, that's the one I didn't remember too. That's a real shame. Um, okay, for the sake of this review, there's only two rules. But it is made clear to us that plan B is very important. It saves him here. And then we meet uh, Fraser Crane, which is what I'll refer to him as As this whole review. Yes. I, I, I'm sorry. That's what he, this is Edge versus Fraser Crane as they battle about the highest of a money plane. Um, and he's... Like, I can't put into words how great he is in this, in every way that is not conventionally great. <laughs> but in this scene, it's, like, he gets more kind of outlandish as it goes on. Would you agree? But in this scene, it is extraordinary. Just the headshot of him explaining the money plane <laughs> to, to edge. It was like a fever dream. But this was insane. I loved every minute of this first... I mean, I loved every minute of the whole film. Spoiler alert. But this opening ten was extraordinary.
1: Uh, his meeting with Fraser, as they explain, I was completely lost on this. By the way, apparently Edge has some debt to to owe somebody, yeah. and that's why he had to steal this painting. But then Fraser has bought the debt off of edge yes. but now he needs him to go on the money plane to repay this debt and and once the debt is over you know he can get out of the game of course edge wants to retire he's out the game He he's done yeah. i don't know what his last big job was but he, he's done with it um this whole scene i was lost on it but my god frazier in this film uh, the best this is the best performance we've watched
2: right I mean, it probably isn't, but yes, I'm saying yes. Because he's like, it's almost like he starts the film thinking it will just be a bad film. And by the end of his parts of the film, it's as though he's aware he's creating like a comedy for our podcast. Like that's, he goes from just being like, okay, random B-movie, to by the end of it being like, this is about to be hilarious and could be memed, to death funny. And it is, there's some lines in here, which I'm sure you've got, I've got a couple too, but... Yeah, that's great. And and by the way, you know like the classic plot line of he wants to get out of the game? I was in awe of like the ninety second wholesome Edge is a Family Man scene. (laughs) With the with the nice music in the background, he's like playing with his kid and it's like, Oh, he wants out, folks. He wants to just spend time with his family. It's so just like blunt and on the nose that I have to admire every step of it. It's wonderful.
1: They they had the oh yeah, Edge wants to get out the game. They have the oh, think about your family. Using the family is like, you better continue this or I'll kill your family or whatever. And then yeah. the the very end, spoiler alert, Edge gets like, oh, come back, you know, here's your nice final score going to retirement. Yeah, it's all it's all very cliche, but it
2: fits yeah. for this movie. Yes, and by the way, when... So they do the wholesome scene. Um, so he's agreed he's going to do this money playing deal and he goes home and spends time with his family the last night or whatever before he goes off. And like in the night, he like has a dream of Frasier delivering the speech. But like it's the same speech, but Frasier is in like a different setting while he while he delivers it. And this is when we start to ramp up the levels of Fraser Crane greatness. Because yeah. he's like a level of evil here. And the thing that's amazing is obviously we find out in the end that he was the one who set them up, right? Which was very and obvious. Like, yeah, so I was sitting there like, wait, was that supposed to be a surprise? He's so obviously evil and awful throughout the whole film. I love the idea that we were supposed to be like, yeah, but honour among thieves, you know. He's not, he's not screwing it. You know? um, but yeah, and that, that scene, which is like a, it's like a dream montage, but not really, because it's a thing that Frasier actually said, is amazing. It's, it's incredible. The Frasier-Edge dynamic is genuinely the stuff this podcast is made of. Would you agree with that? She's like peak distraction film review level stuff yes edge
1: was i listened to a bunch of edge interviews by the way rule two was there are how things are and how things appear to be i don't know what that rule means but that's rule two (laughs) (laughs) um edge i listened to a bunch of edge interviews promoting this movie and he just spoke so highly of fraser and he was just like there's my dream to 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 act alongside Fraser. I called my mom when I learned that I was doing this because apparently Edge's mom is a um a big a big fan of Fraser or I can't remember if his mom passed away if it was Beth Phoenix's but regardless his mom was a a big fan of a uh, Fraser and he's like oh, it was so, like, it was just a dream come true. I just picked his brain for hours and everything. You could tell Edge, like, those were the his best scenes, is him just playing off of Frasier. And, and Frasier was just, he was on form from really this this opening scene and then definitely by the end of this film. Frasier was just absolutely phenomenal on this. When they were sitting down and Frasier was explaining the money plane, this was the... Uh, this was the scene that I was like, "All right, we've got to we've got to watch this film right now. Like, we just can't put this off any longer." When he talks about it's a money playing, you can bet on anything. You want to bet on a dude fucking an alligator? You can bet on a dude fucking an alligator. When I saw that clip, I was like, "All right, we gotta watch this. Like, we just have to. We gotta bet on okay. dude fucking alligators."
2: Hang on a second, guy. Okay? I need to go back. So you said that <laughs> Edge claimed he spent hours picking his. Frasier Crane's brain, yeah, you, know, you said, yes, about what? Like, about in acting. psychology, about acting, <laughs>
1: yeah, what? About the psychology <laughs> of acting,
2: man. I don't agree. I feel like he said, <laughs> now, look, granted, this was probably shot a year before, but I'm just doing it for the sake of the bit. I am assuming that Edge sat down with Frasier Crane and was like, I need to show you a match that was very polarizing, <laughs> and I want you to tell me if you think it came across like a legitimate fight. Or it was a very long, boring WrestleMania match. He like, Before you give me your opinion, just know that Bret Hart thought it was a very, very believable fist fight. Okay, Fraser Crane, we're going to watch this together. Uh, that's what I'm assuming happened. I could be wrong, but just be careful, Jeremy, when you transcribe these interviews, watch for him to start saying, Bret Hart loved it, and so did Fraser Crane. Just watch for that, okay, because I think it's coming at some point or another.
1: <laughs> i i now want Frazier's take on this uh this, this edge match i want both of the his take on both of the edge matches so we we always invite the wrestlers on here to give their take on the movie now we're gonna invite fraser crane on here to give his take on wrestling that is what we're doing yep. for this week Frazier, if you're out there if you're listening we know you are come on the show watch and review uh the greatest wrestling match ever and the the greatest fist fight ever with us. And give us your thoughts on it.
2: I'm going to go get a step further. I don't want just his thoughts on those two matches. I actually want him to be a full-time third part of this podcast. <laughs> I want him to go on every week and give his wrestling takes. He's probably as interested as we are at this point, right? So let's bring him on. Let's get his general opinions. But I'm with you. For a start, we'll start with the edge stuff. Because he has an emotional connection with the edge right. stuff, clearly. After the moments they shared here on this, just absolute <laughs> masterpiece, an absolute masterpiece.
1: Uh, so Edge gets his crew. It's the same crew he always has. Um, the one guy is very upset that he's going to be left on the ground and not yes. going to be on the money plane. Which I don't blame him. If you tell me there's going to be a money plane and I'm not going to be on it, instead I got to do tech stuff from the ground, I'm gonna be very, I'm going to be very upset as well. They go on the money plane, and Joseph. It's the money plane. <laughs> That's the best line. Uh They've got the Lawrence brothers there describing what's going on. Just saying, yeah, you can bet on all that. There's a casino. There's a sports book. You can bet on pretty much whatever you want to. Except... The, uh, the the flight attendants, you cannot bet on them. They are off limits. One guy does not respect this at all. But they do have uh, ladies uh, to keep the, the gentlemen company if they would like that. Yes. I'm sure you can make bets on, on that stuff as well. But it's a money plane. You can just
2: money transfers, Joseph. Okay, so this, like, I wonder, if you're listening to this, you've never seen the film, which I assume is the case. I don't know how much traction this has got. Hopefully a lot. I don't know. Like, imagine the visual that I'm laying out here. It is a plane that has been turned into, like, a casino for criminals. Yes. And I want you to ramp up the volume on that idea by, like, 500. (laughs) And that is what you'll see when this plane is as awesome visually as it sounds conceptually. Would you agree with that? And I have some stuff here, Jeremy. Um, You're correct. Okay, so firstly, who was was his friend going by the name McGillicuddy? Yeah,
1: yeah. Is that a deep cut for us? I, was it
2: i don't know i don't know i don't know i, don't know. I sometimes think because these things are made purely for our podcast they are resting references thrown our way but i don't know do you think um, was it a your...
1: reference to to michael mcgillicuddy is that what you're
2: is that what you're thinking I assume, I assume okay so. i'm no i'm sorry i'm confirming it now all right i will ask um when he comes on i'm sure he'll know all about the incredible career okay <laughs> um you were correct in saying that there were females there to be like utilised but it was phrased as and I thought and I quote here uh, a wonderful variety of companions was right? <laughs> the correct phrasing. Um and there is a guy on here and I am not talking about J.R. Crockett which is another yes, reference yes. thrown our way. That was one hundred percent. Yeah like, he's awesome, sure. This other mustached fellow is like the pilot of the whole film for me, aside from rage crate <laughs> Now I don't know if you know what I'm talking about here. I know. Who Everyone knows I love a very blunt face punch. <laughs> there is one that this man uncorks as a guy asks him if like wants a drink that is borderline suburban commando levels, <laughs> Mr. Nanny levels, whatever the film was. Dude, when he's like talking to, what is it that happens? Like a waiter comes up and he just punches him in the face for no apparent reason. Is that what happened? Here? Yeah, and then he gets yelled at. He's like, "Get your
1: guy under control," because he's he's partners with another guy who's who's on a big kind of like muscular guy. And he's uh grabbing the he's like grabbing the the flight attendant's arm and stuff. He, he's very clearly uh I guess a misogynist, but just really just an overall prick. I think he hates men and women equally. Um, and he, he grabs, like, the flight attendant's arm and he gets, like, a warning. And then after that, yeah, the guy tries to serve him a drink and just punches him in the face. And then he gets scolded for this. And it doesn't really, like, <laughs> like change anything. Too. Yeah. But it's,
2: like, it's all still. And it just does one big cut and he just punches the guy in the face. And he has the quote of the film, I would argue. No, not the quote of the film. Frazier has the quote of the film. But this is hot. This is up there in the rankings. His quote, <laughs> as he's told by um, one of Edge's cohorts, that he is not allowed where he is. He says, Rules were meant to be fucked. <laughs> Which is funny. he says it so confidently that I actually would. I don't know what our setup is now on this podcast, if I still have something underneath my name, but like, I would like it to now just say Rules were meant to be <laughs> forever. Because that's my. I actually now believe that. I may say it to the grandkids. So just a shout out to that character who also, in the end, when we get there, has an all time death scene where he just like freezes like a mannequin and gets shot and killed many times, stabbed. So. There's just some wonderful villainy here, right? <laughs> just mischievous characters that are not likely anyway. And Edge, by the way, who is supposed to be, like, undercover, is, like, just actively telling these guys they're assholes. I have no idea why he was doing this. Do you? What was the point of this? Why was he sitting at the table being like, yeah, you did this terrible thing too? Wasn't he also supposed to be a criminal? I didn't understand that.
1: Joke. Yeah, but Edge is a he's a family man trying to get out the game, though. So he has morals as as yeah. a criminal. Even though, like, people, like, have heard of Edge. are like, oh, my God, like, you you are just like one of the top-notch guys i mean i guess that's why you're on the money plane but speaking of this money plane by the way as Frazier is explaining it he's like yeah it's a big thing in like the underground world but i guess everyone seems to know about it and it can't you know they can't take it down because it like only flies over international waters so i'm thinking like Oh, so it just never lands. But then we see it's like this giant-ass airport in an undisclosed yes. location, I guess. But it's super busy. Like, there's like three yes. million cars going in and out. and stuff. It's a very busy, like, airport terminal
2: here. But apparently no one knows about this. Yeah, like, it's on the, while you're on the plane, until things get very heavy, it appears just like a game show being taped for television. That's, I don't understand yeah. why this is being framed as some, like, super secret. I mean, as it starts to escalate, I would understand why they would like to keep some of this stuff secret. I mean, are you ready to go into the demise of Mr. J.R. Crockett, who has <laughs> a scene that, I mean, it went on for approximately four hours where where they're doing the the Russian roulette deal, right? And it's like... Nevron will go, Nevron will go, and then I mean, I'll I'll pass the ball to you on this one. This one this, is right. this ruled. This was absolutely yeah. awesome because like I thought it
1: was fairly obvious that he was gonna go first and the first shot he was gonna kill yeah. himself with, but it it still paid off and it was amazing. Like I knew it was coming and I still popped so big for it. So he he wins the uh, the Texas Hold'em game. It starts <laughs> off very simple, you know, they just play a game of Texas Hold'em, mm-hmm. like any anything playing casino. And then, because he wins that, he gets to choose the next game, and he chooses Russian Roulette with McGillicuddy. And they're going back and forth of who gets to go first. And apparently, J.R. Crockett has won this game before. He can never lose, he says. I don't don't lose (laughs) at Russian Roulette. (laughs) And so he gets the choice of letting McGillicuddy go first. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, but I'll go. And then go back and forth after he finds out he has the choice. He's like, ah, oh, forget it. I'll go. I can't lose. Boom. And, then kills and yes. I cracked up
2: so hard. At
1: this, yeah. Even though I was waiting for it to come.
2: I mean, there's a couple things that's like this film is all or nothing with the score too, right? Like yes. the music while they do this, this scene where they're like passing the gun back and forth again, it feels like it goes on for years. And, and then when he finally does it, he's like, I can't know he really shoots himself in the head, smash cut away from that. Stuff. Like it's <laughs> like blood splatters next time. Like, it's, it's amazing how perfectly this is. like. Uh, see, here's the thing. I didn't think it was, um, laughably bad in a mean way like i thought this was a perfect example of each like schlock in the most enjoyable way poss- possible you know what i'm saying like, it was i didn't feel like i was laughing at them i felt i was laughing with the edge and the fraser crane is my point <laughs> and this was a perfect example it was perfectly like camp and silly and i loved it it, it was great um mcgillicuddy is very freaked out by
1: by everything yes. that's going on on the money he's uncomfortable by what's going on should we explain because I need you to explain this to me, what their plan right. was, like on the money plane. Apparently, they had to steal money, Uh and yeah. you know, Edge got on as like the the main criminal, main criminal guy, and then McGillicuddy is like his associate. But Edge, after losing like the first hand of Texas Hold'em, he's like, "Yeah, I don't feel like playing anymore. Hand all my funds over to my associate," and so Edge is gonna like take control of the plane and be the pilot. Yeah. And then the the female, she's acting as a flight attendant. She's gonna go into like the server room to to hack the money. And then McGillicuddy is just again the associate kind of trying to keep everybody distracted. I this plan seemed I don't know. I didn't quite get the plan. I why did Edge need to be a pilot? What what was what did that accomplish?
2: Wasn't they gonna land the didn't he say, like, we can't do something with a plane? What was the situation with the guy on the ground who said, we can't do it now or something? And he was like, I'm going to have to keep it up more. I don't know. He said something like that. I, no I assume as that was the idea. <laughs> why would he have to be the pilot unless he was deciding where they go off, right? Surely. Yeah. I, I mean, that's – but then, okay, if you're the pilot
1: and you take out the pilot, I, I don't know why Edge needed to be the pilot. Like, he just said, oh, my, why couldn't he go and help the, the flight attendant girl, like, steal the money? and stuff they could have got things done much faster that way edge just maybe he needed access to the cockpit so he could uh help navigate her that's the only thing i could think of because there is one point where uh the flight attendant gets found out and she's like cut off communications and so edge has to like flip a switch to cut off communications but like if edge was just down there with her they could have just stopped yeah. this guy and it, it would have been fine. So I don't know why he needed to be. Best pilots in the world, by the way. Edge is just an amazing pilot because why wouldn't yeah. he be? Uh, and, and the money plane has the best pilots in the world. We're told this.
2: Are we, do we know what the money plane like trip is supposed to be as far as destination and time? Did we get told that, No,
1: no, I don't think... It just flies over... See, I thought it just... So this is my idea. When when Frazier is talking about the money plane, it says, oh, no one knows about this. It just flies over international waters. I thought it just stayed in the air. And then, like, don't ask me how it gets fueled up, but I guess the, the same way it gets passengers. I thought it just stays in the air, and you get transported to it via, like, helicopter, and you make, like, some exchange... In the air From like helicopter <laughs> To plane This that's is what so I was picturing mail. In my head that's so much fail <laughs> Like I don't want The money plane to land Why is it landing? Especially when they Show yes. the shot Of like this terminal And it looks like It's uh, LaGuardia Or something With all the traffic Coming in and out of it um, So that's what I thought It should have been And this is how you can Refuel the plane I guess as well You just have a helicopter With a uh, fuel And you just run a lot It's like speed uh, if, you've, if you've seen speed That's how they Refuel the bus They just have another the bus run alongside it
2: i'm much i'm actually now i initially thought this was a perfect film and now i'm left very <laughs> frustrated that you did not make this film i'm very mad now. oh but, money plane way, two. We, money plane two. yes Joseph. i'm sure we get it yeah we'll, we'll, there's a lot to be said but before we get there uh, we cannot just say edge becomes the pilot because he does like a full yes. like james bond style fight scene with the co-pilot who I didn't imagine this, right? Like, Edge gets in the cockpit and he's like, oh, man, fucking co-pilot. Because the co-pilot's just standing there ready to fight him. And he's, like, the biggest, (laughs) toughest co-pilot man ever. It rules. He keeps hitting him in the head. He won't sell. It was, um, oh, it was glorious, Jeremy. This was, this honestly, when you were, like, saying about how much fun this was going to be, I was like, oh, it's going to just suck. No, no, no. This is actually (laughs) great fun. It really is great
1: fun, I have to say. Tremendous. The fight scene, I mean, he easily takes out, like, the co-pilot, and then... He the, stands
2: back up, though.
1: Yeah. But, it's and then crazy. He keeps hitting him, but he finally takes him out. You know, Edge takes care of business. And, you know, they're fighting, and the plane gets swerved, and the concierge, the, the Matthews brothers and the Lawrence brothers, uh, they have to be like, oh, don't worry, best pilots in the world. Like, even though it's swerving all over the place. Like, wouldn't you go check on that? and see what's going on. Like, if you're going to claim that these are the best pilots in the world and they do, like, two or three swerves, I mean, you'd be like, let me see what's actually up in yeah. this cockpit here. But they don't care. They're, they're just, they trust their guys. And, you know, there's something to be said for that.
2: Uh, swerve is not an overstatement in your part. Like, the plane <laughs> literally shifts like this yeah. and guys' drinks are falling out of their glass and stuff. Like, it is. It's so over the top and spectacular. <laughs> and, it's, and sometimes you're left just sitting there like, but this is exactly what this should be, right? Yes. Like this is one hundred percent beef, beef, what it should be, and then some. Because then, uh, McGillicuddy uh, code names, pal, which is another thing we're going to get into, <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, he then like starts betting on these games of just how would you describe these, Jeremy? There's one that's called Man vs Cobra. These are, this is insanity. You now, what happens here? They're like watching them on their phones. And stuff. Here's <laughs> this here's, was wild.
1: here's how you describe them, Joseph. These games okay. are the horror show at Money Plane. That's how you oh, describe yeah. these <laughs> games. We got man versus cobra. We got uh, just a man. how quickly a man can get his skin ripped off by an alligator, I'm pretty sure, is one yep. of them. Uh, another one of like they're sitting at a table. It's like how quickly this dude's just going to die. They're basically just betting on death. Like that's what they're
2: betting yes. on. Yeah, this is when we get the quote, which is another top tier uh, quote from this film. When I was young, I chopped off arms for free. Direct quote. <laughs> direct quote in this film. I can't remember what the context was. It's in my notes though. It was definitely said in Money Plane. Which again, another tick in the box for me when it comes to this film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, McGillicuddy is on a hot streak on the... Oh, yeah. They didn't even need to steal this money. McGillicuddy could have no. just kept racking up all these these wins and then cashed out and it would have been yes. fine.
2: I didn't get this though. I didn't. It didn't seem to me that he was doing anything. What was happening here, Jeremy? Well, I, I misunderstood what was going on. He was just betting. I didn't see. But when was he doing the bet? He looked confused. What was even going on? He was just looking around, very nervous. Oh, well, he was. But the the first one, I the, saw that. Like yeah. the man, yeah, the man versus
1: snake. After that, I don't know. They just they just did the <laughs> things and. They said McGillicuddy won, so I believe him. Yeah. He just kept going, I guess because he kept winning. He kept getting to pick the next event, but I'm not sure he knew what the actual events were, which is a mistake on his part, but he kept betting on them, and he kept winning.
2: Rookie move on the money point. <laughs> By the way, we shouldn't, because um, while this is all going on, there's a scene in the middle, which is possibly my favorite scene, which is when Fraser Crane like calls Edge yeah. in the middle of his mission, <laughs> and he's just the biggest dick. It' possible. Like he's so wonderful here, and he's like he's like making fun of Edge. He's like code up. <laughs> this is so good. And he's like, okay, you call me Colonel. Okay, that's fun. Like he's just glorious here, isn't he? he this is this to me is when he makes the full transition to, oh, this film is that dumb. Okay, I can get. Yeah. It. Let me ramp this up a little bit. Like, and it's just perfect. I love it. Is this they
1: they they have a couple of phone calls, but the the one they phone don't. call. I love is like Frasier is in his house he's just talking to this man and he's yelling at him not to piss himself he's like don't you piss yourself <laughs> and, then, and then he's talking with edge and he just shoots the man anyway which great um, yeah and then they're talking code names and stuff later on in the film edge of course realizes that uh fraser has set him up his friend harry tells him who who was like semi-important i think um yeah. but he tells him like oh yeah the museum thing was a setup And then he learns that, oh, Frasier is the bad guy, and all of this. There is one point where, and this was like peak edge, he calls back and he's like, Hey, hold on, please. And Fraser's just very dumbfounded. Like, you called me. What do you mean, hold on? And Edge just puts them on hold. And then they come back on. And then Edge, of course, does this big reveal of like, yeah, I know. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from the Nards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean interior paint and primer in one. Offers stay clean technology. Making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy-opening, smooth-pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. was you and everything and then things uh kind of spiral from there but fraser just goes is this when fraser goes like don't you talk i'm the baddest motherfucker around here i'm the baddest
2: motherfucker i think that's the one with the piss the piss one is insane like he's it cuts to him and he's like don't you piss do not piss and, he's like, and then he um he does this thing where like i assume his character is starting to be suspicious that Edge is on to his plan, and like, I may have imagined this, but I'm legitimately confident that Fraser Crane starts doing like a lip quiver, because he's like uncertain of what's going on, like him selling everything is, <laughs> it's so great he's like so he's operating at 150 here, for like his normal tone right, it's just it's brilliant, but yeah, don't you piss is the actual best quote <laughs> in this whole film, which is a feat because there's a lot of good ones in here, but that is next level
1: then he just shoots. and he just shoots the guy, or his, his associate shoots the guy because yeah, Fraser's like, like, yeah, Fraser's like, well, you shut this guy up, and the associate, his bodyguard, whoever he is, he's like, I got, go. I got a way to shut him up. He shoots him in the head. A lot of headshots in this film, by the yes. way. Which you know, fine. That's the easiest way to to kill a person, I would imagine. So if you're going to do it once, do it right.
2: Yeah. Every time you think you've seen it all. Like it'll ramp up another level. Like you know the scene you mentioned where Edge like plays the music to cut off the the audio system deal, you remember that thing where he was like she said to him, you know, cut it off and he put the wrong button or whatever he did. And she, she like rips that man's ears off. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually like, There's like, a lot of fight going on. It's like, okay, this is just a normal fight. They're fighting each other, this is cool. The woman's kinda of kicking ass and like, you know, this big guy and then she just pulls zeros off. And I'm like, Oh, hang on a second, his ears are that, on the floor. What's going on here?
1: That fight scene was amazing because it was like they they were, like, humping in the middle. Of, like, I'm pretty yeah. sure he was trying to rape her. Because, uh, you know, they do the, like, legs wrapped around type thing. Yeah. And in the middle of that, she just, like, yeah, she rips his fucking ears off. And it's amazing. They had the yeah. other they had the other scene where she, like, forced the guy's hand to grope her. And then, then he just killed... Then
2: she just the mustache kills him. Guy, right? Yeah. That was yeah. the mustache man. Yes. Today. And he, like... I don't know what happens to this mustache man, but he—he he becomes like just a silhouetted figure that gets murdered. He I don't understand stabbed like
1: three hundred times or something. It was yeah. weird.
2: But he, like with one cut, his whole body type has changed, and he's just like a, <laughs> like a cardboard cutout of a human getting stabbed, and he's not moving or anything. Because that is the scene when him and his big friend like get onto them, right, and they have to fight at them. Is yeah. that what happened there? I'm yes. pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the mustache man. He's not the, look he's not gonna steal this show because Fraser Crane is here and of course Edge. But man is he good on that undercard, right? He's putting in some work here on the undercard. He is glorious throughout this whole film. Tremendous fun. Uh the
1: the flight attendant lady, she kicks ass, by the way, because the the uh the other guy beats up McGillicuddy and is ready to kill him. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> my favorite line besides uh besides besides fraser going over the top with i'm the baddest motherfucker my favorite was when the one dude comes into the schematics room or whatever room it is and he's like who stole the cookie from the cookie jar yes <laughs> And the person's like me
2: he's like you stole the cookie <laughs> it again yeah, yeah. he by the way again it could be something i imagine but he dies like um, the villain out of No Holds Barred. Yeah, right? he just gets kicked into a bunch of wires
1: and stuff. And then, then
2: electrically, like, yeah. <laughs> man, the callbacks across this series of podcasts is amazing, right? Because like, my note here is literally just, and I don't even know if this is the guy's name, but I just put down, he died like Brill, This is the best thing ever. <laughs> I think Brielle was the name. And it was, I, I was so happy to see that. But yeah, the. It's not only is the concept great and the acting is hilarious, but the fact that they give us such just wildly violent deaths that come out of nowhere <laughs> every single time they shock you. Like the one when, um, you know, the the guy is cheating he just gets shot, like blank, just gets shot on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it sort of surprises you every time, even though by the end of it, the body count is up to like 15. <laughs>
1: You're still like, oh man, this is violent. It's great. Uh, they find out Frasier I think this was the the baddest motherfucker. I'm <laughs> re-watching this film as we're doing this, by the way. So if you see me reach over here, I'm skipping through scenes. Like I this movie was amazing to the point where I wanna rewatch it on air. Uh, So, I can get these details correct. Um, When they find out, Edge is finally like, oh, yeah, we found out it's you. Frazier has his guys. He sends them to the guy on the ground to kill him, but this is where Harry and his drone come in to save him. So, here's I'm going to redo this whole Frazier scene. Oh, my. So, Edge is talking about edge is talking about what if i didn't work for you there's subtitles on this so i can just read it i read a Braun promo to uh joe off air which it's was amazing and now i'm gonna incredible. react <laughs> that's react. actually true yes <laughs> <laughs> edge is like what if this money isn't yours here's where frazier's getting pissed. are you fucking kidding me right now are you fucking with me and she's like you think you're a badass yeah the criminals on this plane would eat you alive. I'm not sure that's true, by the way. By no. The way. It's like, I don't give a fuck who's on that plane. I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. I'm Darius Grouch the Third, the Rumble, and I'm taking down the money plane. Now bring me my money! <laughs>
2: <laughs> that closing, you, you really went into character there at the end, man. I appreciate <laughs> that. At first you were just, you were reading with an uptime voice, but then you went into full phrase. Oh, yes. That was it. That was admirable. That was real good. But yeah, that scene is... All of the Fraser stuff is glorious, right? Especially his closing, like his defiant last stand is also awesome when we get there. But the drone murders should not be understated or underestimated here. What happened to the lighting on this scene? Why was this scene suddenly impossible for me to view on my my (laughs) television? I have no idea. It was, it
1: did get very dark very fast. I was like, okay, maybe they just cut the lights out and and the world to to shoot this uh, drone scene here to make it more suspenseful.
2: An underrated part of this is when <laughs> they get the money and, like, Edgy's trying to figure out what they should do. He's like, just spread it. And he's like, charities. And he just names, like, free. He's <laughs> yeah, so, like, like... starving kids in Ethiopia or <laughs> Yeah, because generally these films have some kind of like moral compass and I'm really proud to say this one doesn't. But <laughs> I love that their attempt at it is, like, him just, like, half-heartedly naming free charities and being like, UNICEF, uh, I don't know, do one of those, man. Just spread it out there. <laughs> It's like a billion dollars. He's just like, oh, I don't know.
1: They don't <laughs> even so, do it. Like, they so get wonderful. the money, and then they open the hatch. By the way, they open this hatch, and so you see the money fly. It's like a – it's just black. Like, usually when you open the hatch to, to a plane or something, like, you'll see, oh, you're up in the air. So you can kind of mm-hmm. see everything going on. Like it should when they're diving backwards out into like they're just diving into the abyss, it looks like. Like where are these people going? But apparently they're they're getting off the plane, diving off of it. It's so like they couldn't have a green screen or something there that just makes it seem like, oh yeah, they're going out into um into the air here they're just going out into the abyss which i appreciated more by the way like screw it if you're gonna be this dumb be this dumb so they just jumped into the abyss and that's where the money went as well (laughs) i like how they said oh yeah just spread it to different charities and the way they spread it is like literally just toss it out of the plane like yeah Yeah. this billion dollars will land on
2: unicef somewhere (laughs) yeah because they had what was the situation there was like some of the money was in a bank account right because he said like we'll do it so it's not traceable or something he had it on his like phone thing right that little techno and then the rest of it was just in cash so i don't know i have no idea what they intended to achieve just dropping it out of a plane well, I, have well no clue, but I guess it was better than nothing here's
1: this here's the opening scene of money plane 2 it is money okay. raining down in like a third world country that's the opening scene <laughs> Of Money Plane 2, and people are like, where's, where's this coming from? What's going on? And then, you know, cut to the opening credits and we were off on Money Plane
2: 2. Okay, a strong. I'm gonna. <laughs> can I suggest the fight scene for Money Plane 2? Sure. I want us to feature Randall Orton in Money okay. Plane 2, and I want to feature a 45 minute fight <laughs> in which Edge <laughs> and Randall Orton brawl throughout the Money Through, Plane. And yes. that's. You know, there's a scene in this where. <laughs> they like tell you all the different rooms in the plane. Yeah. They're like, there's a casino. Don't do that. Let's just have Edge <laughs> and Randy just brawl through it and have someone sort of quietly observe, oh, that must be the casino, you know? <laughs> oh, that must be the lounge. <laughs> and then, I don't know how it ends. Like, I have not. you know, I'm, 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 I'm leaving that to you. You can put the finish. But I just want to be able to, I want to trust them in a different environment. I think they were <laughs> limited by the performance center. I think a money plane <laughs> would be much better suited to the kind of art they want to produce. That's all I would say.
1: I'm 100% on board. Look, it's only like an hour and 20-minute movie. So if we do 45 minutes of that, just being a fight scene on the Money Plane between Edge and Orton, I feel like the rest of this movie will be pretty easy to uh, to fill in. Yeah. Here's the thing. We don't know that Frasier died, right? Because no. his, his defiant last stand is like, he shoots his associate, he grabs his gun, he's like, all right, ready. And then it just cuts to black. It's like Sopranos ending. From what, all we know, Frasier could be alive. So in Money Plane 2... We're bringing back Frasier. I mean, we have to. We can't do yes. Money Plane 2 without... I like that they left that part open-ended because if you do a Money Plane 2, you can 100% just bring him back and just be like, yeah, he got out. He's the baddest
2: motherfucker on the planet. Why wouldn't he just shoot his way through all these people? Yeah. Literally, you could just be like, yeah, he shot them all. He shot them all now. He runs the Money Plane. That's, that's what happens. That's yes. Like, but um, what, is the, what happened at the end of this film with Edge... What was the situation? There was something he with cut the painting his hair. or
1: something. He cut his hair. That's what happened at the
2: end now, of the. What film. was the deal? There was something. There was a deal going on. Remember? Do you remember this, Jeremy? That his friend called him. And oh, yeah, like, oh yeah, I'll his friend you. called
1: them. They they get the painting. Um, you know, they get the painting that they were originally supposed to steal. And Harry calls them and is just like, "Oh yeah, you know, here you go. Here's your retirement gift." It's like $60 million, split it four ways, and Edge is like, "Oh, I split it five ways because I guess he's going to cut Harry in on this. And there you go. Um, then he's done. I don't think, th- um, I don't know if they're doing another job or not because the way they frame it is they make it sound like Edge is going to do another job, but then he's also like super happy to just be with his wife and his kids. So I don't know if he's going to do another job or not. He is though. Money playing too. We're getting him out of retirement. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to he- come back and
2: he's going to be good to go. Should Randy Orton be like Harry and Edge's friend that they thought had died 25 years ago, and he's just back <laughs> as as Randy Orton? I don't know. This is my question for you. Or should he be like a new enemy? Should he be Fraser Crane's like new lead charge? Like I'm I'm very. Why did Fraser Crane kill his associate by the way? Why what was that? Why did he do that? I didn't understand. It was dead weight.
1: It was uh, that was it. He was just dead. <laughs> Fraser doesn't need help. All right, <laughs> baddest the- motherfucker the- on the
2: planet. The Rumble. <laughs> it- <laughs> He did the full Scarface shot with the gun, dude. Oh, man. Frasier Craig, this is godly. This was absolutely amazing. Because, like, you naturally, when I saw the poster, which, by the way, the poster is 99% of the promotion for this film, really. Like, them edge interviews do so much less than just the poster on its own. Um, and, like, you just you kind of know, like, yeah, it's obviously going to be one of those deals where guys phone it in a little bit. That's fine. But, like Fraser's way of phoning this in was so over the top and extreme. It actually had the opposite effect. It seemed yeah. like he was having the best time of his life. Like, he would just, every scene he was in, you'd be like, I don't care about anyone else involved in this film other than this man talking to me right now. That's how good he was of being absurd in this film. It's amazing. You're 100% right. This is the best thing we've reviewed. Not just film-wise, but performance-wise. He is levels above. You're 100% right.
1: I don't feel like... like We've seen actors just... Alright, it's a it's a money grab. They're just going to do whatever. Uh, yeah. Like Yeah. It, sure, it could f- appear that way for Frasier. Frasier didn't take it that way. Frasier right. is like... Alright, I see what's going on here. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to give them exactly what they need in this film. And he delivers... In space, yes. he was just yes. absolutely amazing in this film. I, I still, i I'm, I still say it, best performance we have uh, reviewed by anyone on any film we've reviewed. He he was godly.
2: Yes, he's so committed to the yeah. just how dumb it is. <laughs> like, he's so all in that scene. I slept on it, man. You nailed it when you read. <laughs> you did your own performance of it. It really dawned on me how great it was. Like it's because. He because he's doing like doing like a FaceTime call effectively. Yeah, like he's just staring directly down the camera. He's (laughs) the baddest motherfucker. it's so
1: good and he, he does the he does the I, I didn't do it because I didn't want it to to mess up the, the audio or anything but he slams the table as he's saying all this as well to like really give it that over top the effect like this scene you should watch this entire movie this entire movie is fantastic yeah. but particularly this scene is just amazing absolutely amazing
2: yes and he's he's closing scene like we talked about yeah when he shoots the guy and he does the scarf face all that stuff's fun <laughs> But like his facials when he's aware that he's about to be attacked are insane, right? <laughs> like he's like he's like trembling, he's looking he's looking around, shaking. It's just it's fantastic. I mean, he's. How I would love to know what do you think his combined runtime is in this film, Fraser Crane? Like, do you think he's actually in this one in 12 minutes? Because he may not be. I'm being honest.
1: Um, I feel like he's in it at least. I. I... 18 to 20 minutes I would say maybe okay. I'm wrong but it did seem like because there you are be a right. lot of cutbacks to him and stuff
2: yes yes there are especially that dream scene which is like him <laughs> just sitting in a dark room with a cigar like I own you now I own you now it's just yeah however long it is it's the best part of this film yes Look, I, if you if you're listening to this and I'm like vaguely interested and don't want to watch the whole thing just anytime you see him on the screen play And then fast-forward, play. Like, it's worth doing, though. I I genuinely think he is that hilarious in this. And when you see his scenes, you get enough Edge to kind of make it a wrestling thing, right? Because, as we we said, Edge's best stuff here is when he is playing off of Fraser Crane, which of course is. I mean,
1: the majority of of Fraser's scenes are with Edge. I'm not sure he really
2: does a scene
1: that's without Edge, Mm -hmm. um, outside of, like, brief moments or something. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, most of Fraser's scenes are with edge um anything else from this film
2: i don't know i like this film is 80 minutes and i legit think we've touched on basically every scene of the film yeah and i'm not (laughs) and i'm not saying that as a criticism i'm saying like every scene i had some note to be like okay i need to remember talk about this every time you think it's going to fall into a lull it gets more insane (laughs) it's such a simple plot but the concept is awesome enough to get you through it fraser crane is glorious edge Edge is fine, right? Edge is fun. Yeah. No issue with Edge. He basically plays at Edge, which is very interesting because he's a thief in this film. But nonetheless, <laughs> he does, you know, he See, does that, all the that Edge is things other something like, the shiver cell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is one thing. Is I didn't think Edge was, like, believable at all as this, like, world-class thief. Yeah. Uh But whatever. Like, I don't know what people were expecting from this. I saw people online mentioning, like, oh, yeah, I read the reviews and it got criticized because they were expecting like to... how can you go in expecting a film called money plane to be anything mm-hmm. but just like absurd and if, yeah if you thought it was going to be some high art film i i have no idea
2: yes yeah, it's, it's something we we'll to probably be talking about on thursday in another, <laughs> yes, in another, another way true. but you got to know what you're getting yourself into and if you approach it the right way it's a lot of fun if you go into it thinking it's going to be like a genuinely I don't want to say genuinely good, because that even feels disrespectful. I enjoyed this. Like, I actually enjoyed it. I'm not just doing a podcast bit. But you know what you're getting yourself into. I do agree with you that Edge doesn't quite have, like, the slick style and look for the role, perhaps. But who cares, (laughs) right? Because if it wasn't Edge, we never would have reviewed this film, and I never would have even seen it. So I accept Edge uh, doing the wide-eye Edge things as a (laughs) thief in this film. It's (laughs) tremendous.
1: Ed, the my favorite thing is like Edge in interviews. It's the same thing he did with like the Mania match. Is he try and maybe this is why people got their expectations like oh this is gonna be like an actual good film or something. Is like Edge was one hundred percent like selling this as like oh you got to see this film like this that what we created here like it's just magical. It's a masterpiece and I he, maybe he ruin the expectations for everyone else because he's probably like super proud of this and thinks this is like his big break into like hollywood and everything and i mean maybe it is because his performance was fine but it's not this you know it, it's it's not uh scarface it's not um it's not the godfather or anything like that it's, on, it's it. funny flame.
2: I am totally accepting the descriptions of magical and masterpiece. I'll I'll take that. Yes, I <laughs> yeah, I myself. agree. I agree. Yeah. But the way Edge sells it, he sells it like it is one of those
1: films. Like it's just this like greatly acted, uh, film yeah. that like oh people are gonna remember in the history books. It's like a classic. It's like no yeah. people will, but not for the reasons you think they are. And and that's kind of what you should be be leaning into more than. You know what you're actually leaning into
2: yeah i mean it's not one for actual critical acclaim but a podcast like this it is literally designed for yes. and i'm about to prove that in my rating i said are oh we ready gosh. to do the rating? yes
1: we are ready for the ratings i have them pulled up here all right yep. joseph what is your rating for
2: money playing i'm about to make history i think you know where i'm going with this short run time hilarious acting <laughs> concept that will make me laugh until the day i die insane violence that comes out of nowhere a uh, brutal hard cut to a man being punched in the face <laughs> this is a full 10 out of 10 oh. i'm going for it we will never top this as far as podcast content we legitimately spoke about nothing but like just only the film for almost an hour we never do that we usually go off on tangents and do this and that this film was special in terms of podcast content it deserves the full 10 from me
1: i gave suburban commando seven stars that, that's my highest rating, seven stars, Suburban Commando. I'm going to – look, no one knows my scale. They don't know how many stars I actually yeah. rate on. 15 stars for Money playing. 15 stars, Joseph. Wow. There, I, there was nothing bad about this Whoa. movie. There was nothing bad about it. I, I don't have a single negative thing to say about this movie like i i can't i can't say like ah, i fell off a cliff this performance wasn't great this really took me out of it nothing this whole film is a masterpiece
2: well, i agree i i can't argue with it i mean it's ridiculous <laughs> but i got you need to now make like a chart with just your ratings just to see how hilarious it looks where money Plane <laughs> is to the rest of them they'd will be bunched up and money Plane here you need to do it but i can't look it's it's just special it's a special piece of art this is the, 80 minutes, you never have a time to even take a moment off. Dear. You're just watching awesomeness from yes. start to finish. Great stuff.
1: The only thing I could, like, minorly complain about is I wish we just had, like, more scenes with Denise Richards, because I think she could have delivered some some great yep. lines, uh, and she just wasn't utilized all that much. She should have been the Edge's um, instead of his wife, she should have been on his, on his team to, to help steal them stuff. Um, but otherwise and look that's a minor complaint because the the lady who did that role was like actually good at that role and yeah. delivering the violence and stuff i wanted denise richards there for like the comedy aspect the person who was in that role was like actually good in that role uh so i can't I can't knock that it it was it was a masterpiece it was perfect
2: a more than perfect i gave it 15 stars wow 15 man. yeah that's like a g1 final at the Tokyo though it's never been seen before. Insane. He can't. But <laughs> like last week, it was. What was last week? It was a Carmela title defense with a James Ellsworth finish. This yeah. is. This blows that away, man. This is a different level. It's my my pick next week, right, Jeremy? It is your pick um, for next week. I've seen some campaigning for this. I'm going to give the people what they want. It's a film I have never seen. I'm aware it's quite iconic, we are going with. They live. Okay. Next week's
1: I, I, I promised that if you didn't pick it th- for next week, I was going to pick it the following yep. week. So now I do have my pick for the, the following week. I've never seen They Live in full either. I've seen the fight scene, but that's mm-hmm. it. I've not seen the, the full movie. So I'm excited for this. Look, a lot to live up to after Money. Yeah. Paid, and I, I'm i not sure I could do it. I honestly feel bad for They Live because it, it's following Money plane and that's just not where you want to be right now.
2: Like, it, it's just not. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's my best shot at, like, just getting on the scale, though, by comparison. You know, like, yeah. I think I, this was not the time for me to go with Miz's other Christmas <laughs> film, which I'm aware happened. Whoever tweeted us that, thank you, yeah. because I couldn't believe two weeks ago there was one Christmas Miz film. Now I know there's two. So I, <laughs> this is a whole world that we're going into next July, obviously, to be clear. But uh, I think it's my best shot to kind of keep it respectable as a follow-up, and then after that, we can return to truly awful stuff. But for now... Little bit of quality here in July. Impressive. It's amazing
1: how many films there are with like wrestlers. I didn't realize there were this many. Like you, you mentioned that uh, there's another Ms. Christmas movie. Uh, our, our friend Tape Machines. He was he watched a like a war movie with like Rob Van Dam and Steven Seagal. <laughs> and so- I was like, oh my god, we've like we've got to watch this. Sean mentioned. A movie to me as well that's got like three different wrestlers in it. He's like, you gotta watch this. It's like, okay, like at some point we'll get to it. I was like, I did not realize there were this many movies out there. Take, is
2: Take Machine is Take machine's done a thread on this film or not? Um, I do he has watched it because when
1: I told yeah. him I was watching it last night, he, uh, we were talking about it. I don't know if he if he's done a full thread on it though. If he has, mm-hmm. I'll I'll tell him to link me to it so I can go back and review his okay. thoughts but he he was the one who was like yeah if you're expecting like what you're expecting it's great if you think it's anything other than that then you're gonna be disappointed I was like no i know what i'm getting into and it yes. fully delivered
2: yeah now i'm desperate for him to actually do a twitter thread so hopefully <laughs> he does that if, if you watch the show and don't follow him I don't what you're doing it's a bad decision right because we're pretty bad at this he, <laughs> he achieves more with like four word captions than we just did with an hour so do that uh, that's his at right tape machines so i'm correct yes. in saying that yeah Yeah, so do that, and hopefully uh, we can steal more films from his feed. (laughs) Because Rob Van Dam in a war film is... Because I saw the picture of him doing... (laughs) He was doing the (laughs) Olympic therapy, and I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) Duly noted, that one's going to be for the future, definitely.
1: I thought it was Jean-Claude Van Damme at first when I saw like the poster and tape machines even says like the Van Damme stands for Rob. And I thought he was just like doing a bit. I was like, no, Rob Van Damme's not in this movie. <laughs> but then he had pictures of Rob Van Damme in this movie. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Then yeah. we have to review this film at some point.
2: It's actually a solid play. Like, I wonder how many people pick that that off like the side of the store you know Like oh van damme cool and then there's rob doing the, there's rob doing the van damminator <laughs> with a gun on his hand tremendous yeah we'll definitely get around to that 100 percent.
1: next week is uh they live so we will have to we'll review that with uh starring roddy piper that's who's in that movie right roddy piper yes um yes. roddy piper <laughs> they live um I think that's it for, for today. We'll be back on Thursday. Big episode on Thursday. We we look back at the horror show at Extreme Rules, Impact Slammiversary, big double turn. Uh, Joseph's mother reviewing the Swamp Fight, which like, I, I don't know what to expect from that. But I'm expecting it to be very, my expectations might be too high. But yes, it's the pressure is on your mom to, to deliver. Mm-hmm
2: to deliver a great review i'm I'm not going to frame it that way to her i don't think (laughs) i don't think i'm going to be like yeah the pressure's on you better see how much this okay (laughs) get your notepad out and be ready but yeah i understand people expect a certain level of analysis now yes so i will be hoping to bring that this thursday on what is clearly the biggest show of the distractions year would you agree with that i think we can say that now the tickets are sold
1: yes i mean this is this has been the double turn has been compared to bigger than brett and austin People have compared it to that. They, they said it's bigger yeah. than Bretton Austin. So if you were like, oh my God, Bretton Austin, monumental moment in wrestling history. We're about to top that. We're about to top that on Thursday.
2: Who am I in that? Because I'm turning babyface here, right? I spoiler out I shouldn't, you know, get that first. <laughs> we'll get to this Thursday. That's my fault. Big turn on coming there. My mother is not involved in the turn, I'll make it clear. She has not been established as a character <laughs> in Distraction Universe to be turned one way the be, other. That'll be decided on Thursday, which yes. is babyface, or kill? Time will tell. But yes, this Thursday, big show. Uh,
1: Saturday is the the TEW series. I'm doing the SmackDown, post-SmackDown review shows every Friday now. Sean has somehow conned me into watching SmackDown and taking notes for it. And (laughs) what a mistake. That is after one show. I'm just kidding. It's a it's a fun time. So uh, yes. you can catch me. I do four podcasts on Fightful now, Joseph. Four. Why do people listen to me this much? What,
2: do something better with your life, everybody. You have the ball in your hands, man. You're you're like I said it all along. I'm here. I provide some shooting off the bench. And there's some playoff games where I'm needed. I'm going to play 30 minutes. But you got to understand, Jeremy. that's not your role. You got the ball in your hands. Sometimes Sean just says close the game, passes. That's what that's what you're there for. I did see your uh, your incredible representation of our podcast on the SmackDown review in which you uncovered some kind of insane <laughs> insane stat nugget which only a distraction star could do. I was very, very proud of that. So yeah, Friday, uh, don't watch SmackDown, watch Jeremy and Sean review it is yeah, my I suggestion.
1: I agree. That's what I may do
2: now moving forward. I mean, before <laughs> I just didn't watch it, but now I have someone to review it. Much easier for me. Uh,
1: follow Joe on Twitter, at JoeHolbert5. He wrote features yep. on Apollo Crews and Nikki Cross. This past week, (laughs) and Apollo Apollo Crews future really (laughs) held up this week, Joe. (laughs) Yes,
2: yes, it did. Uh, I am now a full WWE stan on Twitter, so don't come at me with criticism of the brand. Everything is good. Television has changed, and business is up. Follow me on Twitter.
1: uh joe will have features this week on apollo cruise <laughs> part two <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on twitter at jeremy lambert 88 we'll be back on thursday with the biggest show in distraction history